This is Your Daily Pass. You're here with Courtney Passfield and Fiona Daly. Our goal is to share stories of people just like you and me, the ones that inspire us, motivate us and wow us with their resilience. And let's just say, breaking down stigmas along the way. Fiona, we are back. And we are pumped. We are. We're, we're, we're trying pumped. out a new word. Exactly. Instead of saying excited, we're saying pumped. Because, I mean, no, in all honesty, we are really excited for this one. Um, today, we get, it's, in, it's a conversation one today. We're not doing a sister chat. Yep. This is what you guys get to listen to. And this was a nice referral. Yeah, It was a nice way, like yes. not really lovely recommendation. I don't yes. think it could have been spoken more highly of. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we should have, you know, if we're organised, we should have that, read that out. But, you know. Maybe we'll post that somewhere. Um, Sig Peters, we are here talking to you today and we are very excited. You have Horses horses and Habit Change. I knew I was going to mess that up. See, why did we talk about it? We talked about it before. Exactly. We shouldn't have talked about it. But anyway, Sig, we are so excited that you are here today. We went through your website and felt so much love and connection and uh, just absolutely honoured to have you with us today. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I feel like it's such a luxury to take time out of the mum life and all the busyness and actually sit down and share and, yeah, contribute. And, yeah, I'm very excited. And there's something to be said about, you know, women sitting together and having a beautiful conversation too. Like I just feel like we just don't get that enough. Sure. Yeah. And especially when there's no kids. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that's the hard thing when there's kids around. You try and catch up with your girlfriends and you just – you're running happen. after kids, yeah. you've got half a conversation, you get home and you send a big long text about like what was all that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My favourite are the voice messages, all about the voices yeah. that you can do in Messenger because, yeah, the moment gets lost very quickly when there's little people. Little yes, exactly. exactly. We love them but they make life interesting, that's they for do. sure. Yeah. But I would love to know your journey. We started speaking beforehand and we got too excited that we said, no, let's get into it. So please, please tell me your journey. Oh my goodness. Um, where do you start? So, um, I guess I'll have to start with the fitness component and what sort of led me to that because that's been just a fundamental, really amazing um, part of my journey. So I think growing up, I grew up north of Roma and very small community, small town, um, wasn't even a town, um, and it was always a bit overweight. So, you know, hated sports days, hated swimming carnival, really didn't like fitness at all. Um, I remember a very, very, um, you know, uh, pivotal moment for me was when I jumped on the cattle scales. I was like 14 years old and I remember seeing the number and just was just crippled with shame. Like I was just such a, I think I weighed a little bit more than my dad. And so I started on Weight Watchers with my mum, which kind of just brought about, I think, awareness and whatever. And with that, I think seeing the results, I knew that by exercising that I could get some, you know, better results and whatever. So I started exercising. I've always played sport in, I went to boarding school, so I always played sport. um, But I don't think I ever felt like I fitted into that sporty scene. Like I always felt like, you know, and we go down the whole, you know, comparison trap and um, the self doubt and all that kind of stuff but um yes I was playing sport and I all of a sudden the weight fell off and I just got this whole new confidence I was like running cross country and playing hockey and I was rowing for a bit touch footy and all the things so that was great uh after boarding school I went to the territory um because I just was longing for that wide open spaces I think that had been you know absent in my life at boarding school so I was just like let me out did really well at school. I ended up passing up a um, 
a physiotherapy uh, degree to go to the territory. So I left and met my husband there. Long story short, that's, that's a lovely story, but for Aww. another day. Um, so I met my husband in the territory. He was a police officer. Um, anyway, so we just had we had a lovely couple of years there. He'd been doing like a bit of like outstation type work and I worked at Landmark in Darwin. So uh, we really had some lovely connections, like rural connections, and we had a, a lovely like acreage up there and it was just a really lovely um, time of my life. I think probably the fitness stuff got let um, go a little bit, you know, when you're happily young and love and having all the good fun times. Um, but it wasn't until I got pregnant with, um, so we got married up there and I got pregnant with my first son. We moved back to Queensland and I put on so much weight. Like it was just incredible. I just, I think, you know, I was quite young. I was um, 21 when I was pregnant with him. So my husband's a bit older than me. So we kind of jumped into the marriage and kids thing pretty young. Um, but yeah, I put on a lot of weight and felt really uncomfortable you know you get when you're pregnant you think oh wow I can eat whatever I like and you know live it up but it just really took its toll on my body so it was after that that I was like right I've got to obviously get back into shape and feel better about myself and as a horse rider like I knew that I wanted to be fit and healthy to be riding and my husband was going down the competition track at this stage so I um, please, by the way, ask any questions if you want to interrupt me. I'm going <laughs> no, to be we're just loving yeah, it. Yeah, I'm loving it because I can I can totally understand. Like when you're younger, you know that's really resonated with me, and I've said it quite a few times that I've, I've always been the bigger kid. So everything you're saying, and, and I actually even know the feelings of jumping on the cattle scales and being like, oh, oh, that's yeah, yeah. that's not good, and and starting that sort of dieting, different lifestyle quite early too, which is a whole nother realm, isn't it? Absolutely. We'll totally get to that. I'm going to yep. circle right back to the color scales <laughs> later as well. Um, so, yeah, so got back on just like walking and running. Um, I think that was just like for me the only way I kind of knew at that time to really drop the weight and it worked. And then I got pregnant again with my second son, so they're 26 months apart. Mm-hmm. But the pregnancy was so much different. I was had a pram with my little fella up and down hills or I was leading him on a pony or something like that and I stayed quite fit and healthy. Um, but it was after my second son that I got my certification to become a personal trainer. Oh, cool. So I think I must have been influenced. Actually, you know what it was, if I remember correctly? Um, I think the biggest loser may have been around at that time. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany, the blonde one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tiffany. So, yeah. She, there was some sort of a challenge something. And I remember jumping on that and starting to sort of lift some weight around and like as in dumbbells yeah. and yeah and I kind of I just loved it and the um the qualification I managed to um you know do while I had the small kids and I ended up having a little fitness group within our farming community and they'd all come and they'd bring their kids and we would just um I would just obviously play and practice my new learning skills um to facilitate that and yeah I just absolutely fell in love with that I think after that time there was definitely some moments of obsessive um both dieting and exercise i got down to a pretty lean weight and i did whatever i could to stay on that um and like some of those things that some of those thoughts that i had were were quite frightening and actually i don't think i've ever really voiced them i just know that i had to i had to experience that in order to see a more maintainable sustainable way of life right i just felt like i was missing out on things um but it's amazing how much it controlled my life um so definitely have seen the dark side of obsessive um eating and dieting and exercise and all the things um so obviously with that i 
wanted to still like I still loved the whole exercise component but it wasn't I hadn't quite found my why yet mm-hmm. so I knew that um, for me it was very much results driven like a lot of what I did um, within the community was so that um, me and other people could lose weight like that was pretty much what it was focused around um, but yeah it's not until like in the last few years that I've just totally flipped as far as my why and doing that and it's so, so interesting to see yeah. this because, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes it's easy to look at someone where they are now and you look at your website and, you know, it's so pleasing to look at and it's all about this love and kindness and caring for yourself and it's sort of interesting to go, oh, even even you when you were lean and even you when you were small, you know, like you still had these thoughts that you probably necessarily had when you were so, you know, when you were bigger and uncomfortable sort of thing. So it's kind of like between these two sizes, there was still that same mind chatter. Yeah, detrimental mind chatter. Hmm. million percent. It is quite scary. And like I said, I felt so much pressure to stay at that lean level all the time, thinking that, what I was better when I was like that. Like just it's so ridiculous how we do that. But, and it's hard not um, to have that mindset of, oh, gee, they must be happier because they're skinnier or, gee, they must have life easier or, you know, it's hard not to be like, oh, you'll achieve more when you're smaller and things like that because the way social media is these days. So true. Actually, I remember like through the last few years I'd look back into my childhood journey and there were key like women in my life that I really was like, wow, she's so amazing. And, and they weren't skinny. They yeah. just loved who they who they were, and I could feel that. And it wasn't until I was older that I could look back and see that's confidence that I'm loving. It's confidence that I'm respecting and admiring, yes, and that yes. within that person, it's got nothing to do with the outside world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true, so true. And, I mean, it's even real, you know, when we were, we've obviously seen photos of you on Facebook and then when we were watching your videos and that love and kindness and Fiona even said to me, God, she was beautiful beforehand, but when you see this aura that comes from it, you know, and this is what you're saying about your friends and stuff like that too, it's like when you see that aura and that confidence and that love that you were just oozing and giving people, you're like, oh, they're even more beautiful. You're just drawn to Yeah, 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 exactly. I think there is like this element of wholeness. We talk about like Brene Brown talks about wholehearted living and like, you know, especially in your married relationships, if we can be two whole people that come together as opposed to, you know, brokenness, brokenness and coming together, like we need to be so whole and so like, yeah, self-love and complete. And I love the saying, um, uh, perfect whole and complete, but not finished. So the sense that we're always evolving and growing, but, in, in essence, who we are, who we are created to be is is just perfect and wonderful That's and exactly who we need to be. Yes, that is a beautiful yeah. saying. And it's nice because sometimes, you know, when you go, oh, but you're perfect the way you are, it's kind of like it doesn't give that room for change and for, for evolving into something more and, change, you know, growth and things like that, whereas that's such a beautiful saying, yeah. I think uh, two things that I love are growth and contribution, right? So I feel like, you know how kids, they go, they grow out and they go up and they go out and they go up. (laughs) Yes. Like growth and contribution is kind of like the adult version of that. So quite often, like I'll find myself quite introverted and I'm down a rabbit hole of a book or I'm just working on some inner stuff myself. And then it's not until I can sort of crack that and feel really good with that, that then I can contribute. And then I might come out with a new program or, you know, start a new workout class or something like that. Like I just find that growth and contribution is that way that we can sort of move forward 
um, with grace. Yeah. Yeah. I bloody love that and have never had anybody say it to me like that. Yes. And that is perfect. But it how is so true, true is that? Yes. you do just need Yeah, that. you do go down that rabbit hole and you yeah. get so tied into a book. And it's funny, I always feel that, you know, you're given the things that you need and like, you know, a book that you might be reading now, you're like, oh, okay. And then something will come to you later and you go, that's why, you know, that's what I needed in that time. Mm. And this is why I believe that, you know, my journey, as dark as it may have been at certain times with the body image stuff, like I needed that. Yes. And like we all need everybody to go through whatever life throws at them because that's the whole thing, right? We're a community. I need you to to learn those lessons so that you can support me through it when I go through it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like we're all going to have these different experiences and perspectives and it's not until we can sit down and share them that we get to like help one another and provide that comfort and support and know that we're not alone. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, be Beautiful. supportive. And and especially as we, well, everybody, don't get me wrong, but as, as women we just, I think there's an element of us that we do really need that supportiveness. Yeah. And, and we're too scared to talk about and, and too, we're too many things. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Scared of judgment. And, when you create that space and crack that open and like just show someone a bit of vulnerability that they just like open up and then there's this beautiful feeling of like, yes, connection and yeah. liberation. That, yeah, you're not alone and we all struggle and we will get through it because if we hold on to stuff that's like, you know, stressing us out or, or making us feel insecure, if we keep holding on to that, it's just like this burden that we have to carry around and it's so heavy. But when we can just like, you know, let it out, what's the thing about a uh, problem shares, a problem halved, yes. right, that saying? Yes. yes. So much off our shoulders we can, oh, we can move forward. Exactly. And and it is a weight so, yeah. off your shoulders when you do, you know, voice things, these things out and get it out and you go, oh, okay. And I think in our own heads, we also make it a, a more of a deal than it really has to be. And then you say it and you go, oh, hang on a minute. Now that I've listened to the words, not just rolling around in my head. Yes, it's completely to, changed. Yeah, it completely changes. Yeah. Something that I encourage my boys to do a lot. So they're now um, 11 and 13 this year. And I'm like, say it. What is it? Get it out because, you know, it's going to build up bigger in your head. Yeah. And so, hey, it's like, you know, we're shining a light on the big scary monster and it's not so scary anymore. That is so mm. true. That is so, so true. Good. Yes, that is amazing. So back to the my yeah. story. Yes. Um, <laughs> just keep going. Um, so I kind of, when the kids were doing their school thing, I ended up working at um, the school they were at and sort of I got not lost, but um, I sort of was exercising just on my own and um, doing, we started doing competitive horse things. So weekends were busy and, yeah, small kids still, you know, very much within that um, needing me time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of was a bit, lost I think in what it was that I needed to contribute and we were involved with um uh the RCS group for our property doing some you know um yeah the consulting services so just property improvements and business mindset and all that kind of stuff and we're at a um three-day uh uh, seminar in Rocky and we sort of sat down with groups of other farmers and had these you know really heart-to-heart conversations and really helped one another with our businesses and the facilitator she looked at me and she goes she goes, what is it? What is it? Something is in you and it's burning to come out. And I was like, yes, it really is. And so at that point it was the contribution. Like I needed to be coaching. Like I really felt like I had, you know, learned enough to be able to share, like sort of, you know, my cup was quite full and I really wanted to to pour out as much as I could into the, the women around me. So I um, left that and hired a coach 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a lovely woman by the name of Nadia Norman. So she's like an Australian fitness, um, actually she's from New Zealand, um, fitness business type person. So she mentored me for some time and that was really eye-opening. And this is, I learned like things like, you know, all your lead pages and building the website and just um, offerings and all that kind of stuff. It was a very challenging time, I remember. Um, so all the time I was trying to build that up enough to be able to leave work um, and just be on the farm, do the kid thing and my coaching. And I was quite close. I managed to juggle them both for quite a long time. Um, I had sort of between five and 10 clients on the go. And so every weekend was doing check-ins, client check-ins. And I loved that. I loved being able to pour into them, even if it was by email, like they would sort of tell me about their week. Um, we could you know, look at their nutrition and look at their exercise habits and any other sort of emotional thing that comes up. Because let's be honest, it's like, mostly emotional like it's mm-hmm, most yes. of what we achieve is like head and heart stuff right mm-hmm. and when there's incongruence with that then stuff goes awry um so i think i got to a point with that where i kind of was tired of always delivering this information because information is everywhere we can listen to stuff we can look at youtube we can all the workouts are there we know mm-hmm. what we probably should eat you know like mm-hmm. so i was like i felt like just wasn't enough mm-hmm. to, to sit on the end of the computer or even on the phone and just give just didn't seem like enough because I knew that these women needed to have an experience. Like I wanted them to, to feel and they needed, it needed to be theirs. Just like I had my turning points. Like you, you can't deprive someone of that, that rock bottom, that turning point where they themselves can go, Oh my goodness this is what I need to do. This really means something. You know, those goosebumpy moments that yes. change your life and it's, you know, really something. Um, and so in 2019, uh, a friend introduced me to Equine Assisted Learning. Mm. She had become a facilitator in Australia. So the the actual body is from Canada. So it was researched in Canada with, um, I think, three different universities over wow. um, several years. Um, and this program was developed. So she got facilitated, my friend, in um, Sydney. And then I decided, well, I wanted to go to the mothership. I wanted to have a holiday. Two girlfriends came with me, went over in June, July 2019 um, and did the certification over there. Wow. It was amazing. So it was at Cal- like around Calgary. We did yeah. the... Um, we did a bit of the prairie stuff, big, you know, the big ranches, and then we went over to the Rockies and ended up um, at Vancouver. So it was a really life-changing trip, and I'm just so glad. Every day I'm glad that we did it because not only for the facilitation um, certification but also because the world's a little bit crazy at the moment yeah. and the travel, uh, especially to poor old Canada, um, was, yeah, it's tricky now. So I'm so glad that we went and did that. So I... Um, Came back, obviously wanted to hit the ground running with that and did, um, I focused on um, like teen girls or even pre-teen girls when I came back and it was just, um, it's so beautiful. Like it's something that is really hard to talk about because it's so experiential. It's so in the moment and the horses are always going to be, um, you know, stimulated by what's going on around them, right? So you can never predict what's going to happen and that's just part of the beauty of it. That is amazing. It's such an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah. But you can also see how much and why it exactly. works. Like. What made you choose that age group to work with? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I actually want to say now that it's probably not my main focus group. I, I would much prefer working with women. It's hard with, with teen girls and boys because they mature at all different levels. Yeah. They've 
different. So why you've got one who's, you know, 12 and wants to have this big DNM and open up and whatever and have this big aha moment, there's one that's, you know, mucking around having silly jokes who's 14. You know, you just, yes. it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. what it is. But I find for me I'm so much more like in my zone of genius, if you like, when they're all really connected and present. So it was just a bit, yeah. And I, so, I, yeah, I think the women's work is something that I, um, love because they get to have that um, different perspective, I guess, and sort of look back and then, you know, um, have a bit more life experience, I guess, to then move forward. Yeah, yeah. I was say, they've already had a few life experiences too by then, you know, like which also definitely well, And helps. I feel like too it's for women it's a decision we make ourselves, whereas mm. with the younger girls yeah. it could have been like, oh, mum said we should go to this thing and try it out, whereas – we, as women, we get to a point where we make the decision and yeah, jump in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ourselves. Right, like, and I know we're going to talk about kids, um, but if I can um, influence a mum to to show up and be her fullest, most beautiful expression of who she is around her kids and her family, I think that every day is going to make a massive impact on that child. Like, yes. oh my gosh, like just so much need to you know model what we want our kids to to see and believe in themselves and all the things right so it makes this job so much more powerful when you've got these little people looking at you you know for guidance and you know I am so so passionate about my my kids seeing me sweat right Mm -hmm. um get nervous get you know excited feel Mm -hmm. you know all the things and especially when I came back from Canada doing this thing and having that first car drive up the driveway and here I was I'm actually doing it. Oh my gosh! People are, you know, entrusting me with this with this journey, with this experience. Like, and for them to see that is just—it's so cool. Because afterwards, obviously, I'm on cloud nine, and I felt so amazing. And so they get to see that that you know that I'm nervous thing is actually I'm really excited. I've got yeah. skin in the game. I'm really successful, you know. And that's we've got to listen to that, you know. Exactly. And that discomfort was so worth it. Exactly. The reward at the end yes. to see that from like the kids know and, and knowing that you sort of hit this moment that you're like right, you know. Things are about to get hectic here. Like, yeah, it's you know about what I mean? To go down. Exactly. And being yeah. at the point where you know that, okay, yeah, I do need more and I'm feeling lost and, you know, where am I going? And then mm. kind of coming through that whole journey it's really yourself. really important to share that with your kids, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that is so true. It just. It's gorgeous, isn't it? You know, to yeah. have that time for the kids. Do your, do your kids enjoy getting into it as well? Um, they were definitely my test dummies, yes. but and they they love being around horses. I think they love who I'm around horses. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I, around people that are passionate about something, doesn't matter what they're interested in, but to see that sparkle in their eye is is amazing. So I think they really appreciate that. They're not avid horse people by any means, um, but they they will because of this work is so honoring of the horse's essence mm-hmm. that they get they'll come into me and say mum you know taylor's lying down and kitty's you know watching watching for her watching out for her while she's resting and things like that they'll really notice these really cool things and um just witness their the horse's expression and oh, what do you think she's thinking mum? and just like you know really just heart stuff you know yes, yes. yeah yeah that is and it cool. teaches them to be present because when you are you know working with animals in general you can't really be a million miles away no. so you have to be well, this you know, is a right beautiful there. thing. A lot of what we do in the arena, we talk about that head and heart congruence, right? So if your head's all, 
going crazy and overthinking and your heart's doing something else, then your horse is going to go, mm, hang on a second, are you actually a leader? For, are you a leader right now? Yeah. And no, because you don't know which way you're going because your head's going one way and your heart's going the other. So it's just like about this beautiful, authentic congruence where we can, you know, yes, quieten that mind and bring it back to heart centre, I guess, if you like to go really woo-woo um, and sort of move forward in that direction that feels really good to you. Oh, woo-woo away. I love that. That's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring back to your heart heart space too and I think it's something that we really forget how important it is to be back in your heart space and you know it's so easy to you know go with up here thinking with our minds and there's so yes. many times that I know for myself you know when I know that I'm all in my head and not my heart I find it easier to put my hands on my chest and go okay we're from here you know what I mean like thinking from here and I think me physically putting my hands there just brings it back down to my heart a little bit easier and it makes it like okay this is what I need. I don't need from here, you know, and don't need from yeah. up here. Yeah, those big deep breaths like literally slow everything down and help you think and feel the way you want to feel. Yeah, definitely. And, and and trying to work out what's actually coming up for you, you know, like I know at the moment there's a few things that, that are challenging me and I'm like, right, what are they here to teach me? They're here to teach me oh, yeah. something, you know. I've said this to you a few times this morning, Fiona. I was like, that's here so to teach me. Yeah. I was like, something's here to teach me. I know it's trying to teach me. What is it trying to teach me? I need to work in this. And, and I think it makes me not just, you know, um, be like at a bullet a gate and want to go against it and resist it and things like that. It makes me go, okay, come to me, you know, teach me what you need to teach me because I'm, I'm open. Well, this is the cool thing about the universe, right? Because if you don't get the first time, it'll hit you in the face next time until you, until and over and over again. It's, it's going to keep going, right? Yeah, it's definitely gonna it's keep going to keep going. Away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For us, don't they? Yes, exactly. Yes. Definitely happens for us. <laughs> I just feel that that we're all just here to learn, like I said, different different things and experience different things, so that we can be like this fullest version of ourselves through it all. Definitely. Definitely. That is amazing. It just makes for a lot more of a connected society. And, and I do sometimes wonder, you know, what would the world be like if we were all just that little bit more connected? You know what I mean? Like because it can't be worse. You know what I mean? Like it no, can it only physically be better if we were all just that little bit more connected and a little bit more open. And well, It's the vulnerability thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. 100%. Yes. How she talks about vulnerability and shame, right? Like yeah. it's just 100%. Yeah. Just breaking down those walls because we just all feel like we have to have our shit together all the time and we don't. No, that's exactly right. And I think that's why Brene Brown, I mean, get me on her train and I'm totally there with you. But <laughs> And I think that's why it's really so interesting. Because, for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. But it's really interesting with her because I think from everything else, and it, this just might be my lack of education, but, you know, beforehand when we were saying these sort of things, it was a bit like you say, woo-woo and you can't do that. And, you know, oh, okay, she must be a hippie or where she, she's gone a little bit crazy. Whereas I think with Brene, because she, you know, has it's backed up by it's science. backed by science and it's all this sort of thing. So you're like, no, no, I can say that this without you know what I mean yeah, like, I've researched this exactly. for 20 years exactly it yeah. has been in research for so long and we have that backing so it's kind of like oh no no this is real you know what I mean yeah. like no one can no one can chip it or anything like that if, yeah that yeah. makes sense someone else I went down the rabbit hole with um last year was one of my COVID um discoveries I, I've read of his books before but I really went down the rabbit hole with him was um Dr. Joe Dispenza so he talks <sighs> a lot of have you? Yes. Yeah, have you I was going to say, look on Fiona's yes. face. She's like, oh, yes. my God, yes. I've seen him in Sydney. He was amazing. Oh. Yeah, at a K2 thing. He was unreal. 
Yeah. So there's like so many amazing, like, wow, like his books are very much filled with a lot. But I think one of the biggest thing that I took away from doing that little short course was the fact that um, focusing on, on how we want it to feel. Because quite often when we're like, you know, as mums, we're all up in our head, like planning and stuff. We have to be at top of our game to have everything sorted so everything runs smoothly and the kids have what they need and washing's done, all this kind of stuff. But um, he talks about, you know, feel. How do we want this to feel in the end? Because that way you're open to possibility and, like, possibility is, is so exciting, isn't it? So, But if we're closed off and we're trying to um, manipulate how it needs to work out all the time, we kind of lose that spontaneous um, experience that could be there, but we've, you know, closed that door and we keep focusing on how we think it should be rather than just honouring how it's going to feel. And I think the more we focus on the feel, the closer we're going to get to it, right? Yes. That is brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's got lots of really good videos. Yeah. um, and they're awesome. Yeah, so good. That is yeah. so cool. And like, yeah, how's it going to feel? Because I mean, it's well, all... it's true, isn't it? Yeah. We like manage the shit out of it. Yeah. And then you think, like, you know, last week when I was away with Elena, I'm like planned everything out. And then I could see that she was crumbling. Yeah. But I was like, I've got this planned, man. What are you yeah. doing? But it wasn't how it needed to feel. That's exactly right. So you right. have to stop and get out of your head, lead with your heart, and see how it makes you feel. That's so interesting. You know, like even like obviously with Elena, there's there's so much more. Oh, it's yeah, very medical and things like that. But you know, like you know, I know that it annoys me when my kids leave toys everywhere. It annoys me like that. And it's like, yeah, I could get everything done. But then how does my house feel? Does it feel lived in? Does it feel loved? Do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, taking it down onto a, I really, really like that. And I feel like I could go on that rabbit hole with you. Imagine if we thought like we wanted today to feel fun. And the fun was that the thing that was like forefront of our mind, we wanted to feel fun. Imagine the different decisions that you would make, the different things that you would do. Yeah. Like with your kids kids whatever like you just things would be different right even if you didn't have children you know i know we use children because we are all mums but you know like even if you were going to work today and you're like you know what today is going to be this like this is what i want today to be how powerful is that we forget totally control that stuff like totally there i know you don't watch tv but there is a movie out at the moment and it's called yesterday and it's literally that yes so the parents aren't allowed to say no to anything at all for the whole day, and it is the most amazing day. Like they literally go through the car wash with the oh, windows down. Yes, because I have, it's a, I have seen that movie. And but the parents, like by the end of it, the kids are getting tired, and they're like, "No, nah, no, nah, let's keep going. Yeah, this the, is amazing." And it really just makes you really rethink your your life and your how tightly you plan it. Yeah, which is a big thing. Like in so many different ways, we do. We think we've got to be, you know, controlled and organized. And, you know, we can go right back to the fitness and the health stuff here as well. Um, And that's what was like a big change was when I went from restrictiveness to going, you know, to moderation. Like moderation train is like so amazing. Yeah. You know, just a bit of this, a bit of that, work out to feel good, you know, that kind of philosophy. Um, and then I think I'm going into an age now, that different age bracket. I'm just trying to prepare my body for a healthy aging, I guess. Um, when you start going, well, hang on a minute, how does this make me feel physically? You know, because yeah. quite often we, the mind goes, oh, that'll be really tasty. And that's okay that I have that. But then do I actually feel good after it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Was it's it a good idea was at it, the time like until you, you say, feel yuck? The moderation, it's like, was it that little bit that was like, oh, that was really beautiful? Or was it that bit that just took it too far? You were like, yeah, no, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. 
definitely have to start listening to what feels good and what what doesn't feel good and with movement as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, like I've just actually come off the back of a um, yoga wellness retreat and it was absolutely gorgeous and it was so nice to just, you know, really think about your body and in every um, – practice you know it was like okay how does that make your body feel it doesn't Mm. matter what everybody else is doing but how does this make your body feel and I and I think for me I'm too busy like oh I've got to do this workout or I've got to do this many sets and it's not exactly about how it feels it's just about getting it done you know and it was so nice to be back in your present moment and back in your body and going oh well you know that doesn't feel as nice on this side of my hip so I am going to put a bolster there you know like it was just little things like that to to think about yeah, I think um, motivation is a big topic in um, the industry, isn't it? Motivation and willpower and stuff. And you just find that oh, the the white knuckling stuff just it doesn't work. Like if you have to, if you set yourself these big lofty goals, actually the word goal is something that I just have tried to really stay away from. I love intentions more than goals. Mm. Um, yeah, so that way you can sort of chip away at them daily and they're just more, you know, this is my this is my best self would do this today, but if that doesn't happen, then that's okay. But the goals is like a lot of pressure. It and is. I just think yeah. And then we have these blowouts. We've all been there, right? And then mm-hmm. you think you're off the wagon and I just, there is no wagon. Yes. Yeah, it's life, you know what I mean? Like life has taken me here today, but then life might take me here tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like today I might have that cake, but tomorrow life is going to take me on the path that I'll be having this. And I do, you know, I um, definitely try and get people to move every day in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. I have a 10-minute rule. So if you, like, think you're going to do this workout and you start doing it, you give yourself 10 minutes. If you don't want to do it after 10 minutes, and that's fine. But that never happens because you start moving, you start getting your body, and like, oh, this is actually really good. My body actually does like this. But it's Mm -hmm. just all this mind game, isn't it, that we play with ourselves. Yeah. But we can just, you know, think of it as something, movement as something that we just do. Like it's not a choice. This is just this is part of what we do. I'm not on a health kick. I'm not on a wagon. I'm just like doing this for my body so that I can show up and be happier. Because yes. I know that because I, I, I work out every morning and it makes me feel like I've done my hard thing for the day. Yes. So everything else is going to be easy um, because I've done this one hard thing and now I can show up for my kids better because I'm sort of my cup's full. Yeah. Right? And I've done like I've just yep yeah, tick that box and I'm feeling good. Yeah, and you've had that couple of minutes to yourself and, you've, you know, you've been able to well, that, clear your mind and exactly, just exactly. get rid of the fog. Yeah, that, and yeah. that's a big one, like isn't it? Like I, I get some the most amazing downloads and stuff when I'm moving my body. It's just crazy. Mm, yeah, so true, so true. So taking us down that fitness journey, can we talk about the kettlebell and kindness? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, really excited that, about that. So, I have a couple of different programs that I run and that one was sort of, that was the last one that I put up as a freebie on my website just because I wanted to um, give people a bit of a taste of like how I like to train, yes, and also the mindset behind it. And I feel like, you know, so often um, we have fitness programs being thrown at us left, right and centre all the time. And like I, I still get excited by new fitness programs, don't get me wrong, but I think that the mindset piece with it is just like, it's so important, so important to me because I discovered that um, it wasn't about 
um, the actual results of what I was doing. It was just about how it made me feel. It made me feel proud and empowered and strong and like all those things that I wish on every woman to feel um, within their body just by doing these like simple things. And it doesn't have to be these massive things in the gym. It just can be at home, um, which is why I'll jump in and quick do a quick plug on my yoga mats um, because to me it's just creating that space. So my kids have grown up with mummy on, mummy on the mat and she's got her dumbbells there and while she's doing her thing you leave her alone and they just just know that and so like a like it's modeling them to be you know fit and healthy and having these little um you know self-care rituals if you like Mm -hmm. Um, and b like they they respect that they respect that mummy's having her me time that she's gonna be really happy when she's finished you know yeah exactly and that's so true and i think even for them growing up then it's gonna be like okay well you know when they if they choose to get married and, you know, things like that, it's like, well, you know, their partner can also go and do these things too for themselves and, you know, it just keeps yeah. that flow and of life. And teaches the boys themselves that it's okay yeah. to do that for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on women and probably because we're happy to talk about it, but it's something that the guys don't always go and do because they've got to provide and they need to be at work and, you know, all these things that happen in men's heads, but they aren't putting themselves first. To go and take that to time. Go and do that. Yeah, so true, actually. Yeah. My husband and I, we both we both work out. So it's lovely to be able to share that. Um, you know, sometimes it's together and sometimes it's separate, but we do that. And we've definitely been known to have family gym sessions as well. Yeah. Um, that's it's just it's fun and it should be fun. Um, but I'm definitely I'm going down a different rabbit hole now. Um, my youngest son just got picked for like a regional football team. So he's a footballer, right? Rugby league. Yeah. And yeah, yesterday just check out how his body is going and he gave him a few like Pilates based exercises and I do dabble in Pilates as well and it was just it was lovely for him to hear and really important for him to hear like taking care of your body um, my husband was a pro footballer and he is you know now suffering a lot of side effects and I'd like to think that we know now more than he did back then and we mm. can kind of his little growing body to be really strong and really like aware you know listening to what feels good, what doesn't feel good and like slowing everything down and and doing those exercises that like really strengthen that core foundation of movement. Yes, that is so true. And giving the time too, isn't it? Like you think about football and they don't always give themselves the time to heal Yeah, and they're back at it and they're back at it and it just ends up bad. Yeah, exactly. So listening to that little tweet. They don't really stretch much, do they, but. No. Like he's really going to have to, um, they both play footy, they're both going to have to just make the time to have the, the baths and, you know, do the stretches and the ice and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. They're lucky they've got you. Exactly. That's exactly right. Someone that can, you <laughs> like, oh, geez. <laughs> right like I like I said it's hard I'm going into this like really hectic time with them now whether we're traveling for footy a lot of weekends and um, my husband coaches one of the teams and it's all very like consuming Mm -hmm. Uh, but even more important you know on the forefront of my mind is having to keep my goals like I still need to be contributing I still need to have things that I'm working on like I said I want to want them to see me sweat and be vulnerable and um still pushing and growing and challenging because you know it's not much fun if I'm sitting on the sideline all the time you know encouraging them telling them to do something I'm not doing it myself you know what I mean like yeah I just think when they're grown up and left home I don't want to be left going well who am I yeah following them around who am I as a person? So I really need to make sure that I'm still, you know, yes, getting excited about things and, you know, passionate about things and, 
yeah, getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that is that is so true. It, it is funny that you say that. Um, it was only probably a fortnight ago, so I've got three young kids and we're actually at the moment looking for a pony, you know, another horse, you know, the horse up, we've got a pony at the moment. And, and my father-in-law said to me, and are we going to get a horse for you? And I was like, Oh, 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 it's been a while since I've ridden. Um, Oh, Oh. And it's been since before I had kids and you know, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, Oh, and my mother-in-law so lovingly just said, if you do want to do it, darling, just make sure that you, you know, keep at it and do it now. Hey, you don't want to get to the end and go, you were too busy doing the stuff for the kids so that you don't know. She was so true. Like it was so right. But yeah, she so like lovingly was like, don't feel pressure, but if you want to make sure you do. So my question for you is, what was your very first gut reaction when he said that? Was it an excited ping of, oh, my gosh, and then going, oh, no, I don't know, I can't? What was it? Oh, it was like, oh, oh, oh. Like I, I think because I was so, like, taken back, you know, I think that the first thing I was like, oh, and then, you know, we were sort of looking and so I did get a little excited and then I was like, oh, I just want to sort the kids out first, you know. So definitely it was excitement. But, yeah, it's also been a long time since I've been on a horse. So I was like, oh, oh, that confidence, you know, and that's something with me that I, you know, straight away I was like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. Poor Jake, he'll have four children on the horse by the time <laughs> I get on a horse too. So, so much though, seeing you out there doing it with them. Yeah, and, and that's it, you know, and, and that's exactly right. You know, we as a family, you know, Jake camp drafts and stuff like that. And so, you know, he was like, you know, for the kids and, you know, wanting to do that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it would be a beautiful family thing to do and especially, like you say, working with horses. But, yeah, no, when he first said it, I was like, oh, 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 wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I think if we can like, that's why I asked you that question, if we can like listen to that first gut reaction without any judgment or fear or mind getting in the way, I think like that's that true listening to oneself, you know what yes. I mean? Like that's like a daily goal of mine is to just be like, or use the word goal, whoops, um, yeah. but I do. I can't just like um, think about that very first feeling, the, the feeling, right, that we're talking about, yeah. and then don't and get in the way like just sort of feel first and then respond rather than react yeah yeah so true that is very true fiona do you want to get on a horse anytime soon fiona's highly allergic like to horses ridiculously so like allergic. if my husband's been on a horse and then hours later just walks past her she oh. is just like full-blown hay fever hay fever my eczema goes crazy yeah so i feel like my first gut reaction was like god no and i'm gonna stick with it <laughs> They, I just have this thing, they smell. Like I was here at Courtney's house and I sat on the lounge. I can go anywhere in the house, but I sat on the lounge. Hay fever, just insane. No one is here. And she said, oh, I think one of the kids might have sat on the lounge to take their shoes off. That's how. And that was like days before. That's how a lot. So that's, that's where my issues lie. <laughs> exactly. There's a few and that's just one of them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm aware of it, so... <laughs> You're not coming to one of my um, workshops. No, like, I, <laughs> unless we drug you up with some really good. <laughs> and that's my other issue. Nothing works. <laughs> um, no, while I did think, wow, this is really cool and it's really interesting. While I was reading, I was like, I'm not going to visit you. Yeah, exactly. She's like, anytime soon. <laughs> not, not with the horses. I'll visit you another day when yeah. there's no horses. Well, yeah. I think down down the pipeline, um, there'll be definitely a lot more uh, retreats and experiences and they won't all be horses like I definitely like I'm sort of equally passionate to be honest about 
um, the horses and the habit change. Yes. Um, I love creating these moments where we can just like get into our bodies and really like get to know how where we are again ourselves. Um, so maybe like you know hiking and like some bush meditation and stuff like that would be great. Yeah. Just like you know nature is absolutely incredible, um, and so any chance to just like slow things down and get women you know together in that environment is you know. Definitely, much, definitely on the cards. Yeah, yeah, that is beautiful, and it's so fun. true. You know, getting that group of women together yeah. is so highly important. Yeah, yeah, and the right group. Yeah, well, I think the right the the right people are always there. You know yes. what I mean? I always yeah. think whoever goes to something like that is who was meant to be there in that group. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, and like. You can always learn, right? I, I get really fascinated by by humans and human potential, and I just like it's so interesting to sort of look back and in a totally non judgmental way, but just be like, wow, this is where they are on their journey. Yes, you know, I think that sort of once you're good with the self love stuff and you feel really good about who you are and just like you know hmm, this is who I am today, you know, then you kind of can go, oh, that person's that today, and there's no judgment or no. anything. You just be like, oh, cool, that's what they're doing, that's fine, this is what I'm doing, that's great, you know. And it can be really exciting to see somebody starting that journey too, you know, somebody that, you know, that I don't want to say behind you because I don't think that there's a race at at all, but, you know, you can just see them, you know, awakening to so many more different things. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, and even just learning terms and and learning different things, you're like, oh, that's cool. Like it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to watch somebody going through that too because you know and you can feel from your past experiences. Oh, my gosh. And it's expansion, isn't it? Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. It's expansion. Yeah. So true. So true. Oh, what a beautiful conversation. Maybe to get you comfortable on a horse. I'm thinking some an EAL retreat. I did say when I saw your retreat on your website, I was like, oh, a retreat because we'd just been talking about Courtney's and I was like, oh, wait, there's horses. Yeah, she was like, okay, not for me. But maybe that's what you need to do. Exactly. That's exactly Go down there and get your bond with your horse. Exactly. But then Is it BYO pony? Because she's not going to. No, no, no. I have the horses. Look at that. She's, she's like, you're selling it for me. There you go. <laughs> right, done. <laughs> done. She'll be down next week. Yeah, exactly. Actually, not that I'll be down next week, but how often do you do you try and run these like like a weekly thing for some people or do you try and do a big retreat or how do you work it? Um, ideally, yes, like a couple of big retreats throughout the year. Although, as I just stated previously with the whole crazy football um, Life, scenario, yes moment yep um i'm gonna push them back out september so i'm actually gonna run a couple of one day ones in september um so they're gonna be called life is a highway and we're really going to talk about um the journey of life and how beautiful it is and so i'm running like a weekday one and a weekend one because it's just really quite hard to get people out there for like week like more than a day so we're going to see how that rolls but otherwise it's just by appointment i have people just reaching out to me saying you know i really think my my daughter or myself or as a mother daughter or a family want to come out and just have this experience um and it's just it's just truly magical so horses are just so um so sensitive to um the stimulus around them and they just show us these incredible incredible things um about ourselves and they want more than anything for us to be you know whole and complete Mm. um so that we can show up fully and you know they can see us as a leader and that self-leadership thing that is that's where it's at you know, knowing when we want to say no, knowing when we want to say yes and really be clear with what feels good, like the, the, those core values, right, no matter what, no matter where we are, who we're around, to be that leader within us as opposed to, like, looking for other people for 
what we should and shouldn't do, like just really going in and feeling. Yes. That is gorgeous, isn't it? That That is so good. Absolutely beautiful. So speaking of people contacting you, where would we find you? Um, my website's probably the best way to go. So it's horsesandhabitchange.com. Um, so I will be, I'm also, Instagram is my jam. Like I do the posts on Facebook, but I just love Instagram stories. I just find that they're just really interactive. Yeah. They um, so yeah, and they could, um, my email's on there, they can reach out. So yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So, and you have to check out the mats because the mats are cool. Yeah, they I are know gorgeous. you mentioned them, but they are beautiful. Yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> and then, and that was in- my COVID um, uh, discovery. Like, I was literally at home um, last year doing the whole homeschool thing with the kids, and um, decided like it just popped into my brain, and it was just the most amazing journey of like you know product development, and you know it was just it was just so cool. And I like I'm just so like anchoring is really big for me because if you can as a mum or whatever busy person create a space in your home that you can be on something that is beautiful um that reminds you of that you know those intentions of those best intentions for yourself and your workout meditation stretching whatever it is but then to just sit and really ground on there and feel those things you want to feel and i think the inspiration came from me being a horse person i felt like for um horsey women it was all like the yogi type um what am I going to say? Like stigma almost of like mm-hmm. you have to wear this and you have to have this sort of mat. And do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. just felt like you needed something that represented us rural women, yeah. horsey women to get inspired. Like because I want to I want to be strong as a rider, right, predominantly. Like that's just an amazing thing for me that I can be a good jockey to my beautiful horse. Um, and I just love that reminder of where I've come from. Yes. And they're, they're bright and they're yeah, and and like bit. you say, it's being on your mat, and and I don't know if you've ever done too many yoga practices, but you know a lot of the time you do hear them say, "Be on your mat, be present, be there." There's so much more to that. Be on your mat than mm. we realize. Definitely. Definitely, I um I run a weekly class of Pilates, and I always remind women when they get in the room, I'm like, "So how do you feel now?" You know, just think about how you're feeling now. And as we're going through the workout, I'm like, "There's no way you can be anywhere else but here right now." Mm-hmm. And just like showing up, you can't be thinking about meal prepping for tomorrow. Like, I want you to be right here, thinking about those beautiful muscles that we're working, and just being really in your body and your heart and your breath and all that kind of stuff. And at the end, being able to say. How do you feel now? Yes. You know, how do you feel now that you've honored your body and you get to take that with you? And that feeling, that's your motivation, right? That's that thing that you can take with you into tomorrow's workout because you know on the other side of this little bit of discomfort, maybe this little challenge is this amazing feeling. And, you know, we all know that actually that the bigger the challenge, like the more we get to overcome in life and in fitness, the actual, the better that silver lining is on the other side, you know, climbing the mountain, I guess, and seeing the view, all those kinds of yeah, um, metaphors. metaphors. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, is amazing. Cool. Where do you go for your sessions? Do you, do people come to you at home or? So I just I just work out of a studio in Bundaberg, which is oh, lovely. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Right, so Bundaberg. Like it's my one my one it. weekly fix of like sharing the exercise joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to do it as much as possible, as much yeah. as you can, hey, and that's what works yeah. for you at this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, any gold nugget key takeaways that you want our listeners to know about? Anything that you feel we've missed or you want to go over? Um, I think the the whole family thing is really important to me. I know we've touched on a little bit, but, you know, really being um, an example to my kids is really important. Um, I think that being vulnerable with them is something that, you know, it might seem foreign to a lot of people because you always feel like you've got to be this, you know, I'm a parent, I should know it all, but you don't. 
So if I can show up and say, oh, buddy, I'm just, you know, I don't know what to do about this. Or I'm really questioning myself about this. Like actually having those conversations that are really raw with them, like especially little boys. And then when that comes back to you, when they get to like articulate, some of the stuff that my near 13-year-old says to me is just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm so proud of something that's, you know, that's obviously landed and he gets to have that opportunity to come to me, be vulnerable, get through it and come out the other side. That's just um, so, so important. Mm, yeah that is, that so is beautiful and especially when you see it come back at you and at 13 I mean I'm not obviously anywhere near that that spot but that's a testing spot you know like yeah for hormonal yeah. you know like there's so much going on within our own little bodies at that stage too so if they and can like he he gets to come to me and say like if I get snappy because you know no one's perfect just we'll still yeah. snap or something or whatever and he'll say mum what is it? What's really upsetting you? Why are you snapping? You know, and he knows. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get to do that. And I'll get to, and I'll get to really be raw with him. And then I feel better. Yeah. So, like, we're totally, like, just doing it together. Yeah. We're all, we're all just in there. So we're all just trying to do the best we can with, you know, with what we have. And then we learn something better and then we do better. That's yeah, all we can absolutely. Exactly. It's so important. I've been really trying to focus on this with my kids. I've got a six-year-old boy and, um, you know, like he just sees so much going on and he's always been somebody that's, I guess because he's the oldest kid, he'd al- he's always been a part of like adult conversations or whatever's going on. And and I find him now, like I used to always try, uh, my daughter was born with a rare syndrome. So we've had four years of pretty hectic medical things Um, and I used to try and hide it from him and then, you know, recently I've been like I need to not because it's really hard and you can't hide it from him because he's onto it. But, you know, we came home last week and we didn't have the best news but he said to me, Mum, what's making you sad? And I was like, like, Braithy, you know, and I told him and he's like, and my big worry is always that I'm away from him and he said to me, Mum, I just go to auntie's house and have yes. a great time. And so I'm like, here I am stressing that I'm not with my child and, you know, they're separated and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and if auntie's not there, I'll just go to someone. I'm just going to Mousy's house. Like he's yeah. just like, mum, chill. I'm having a ball over here. Don't worry about me. Yeah. And it's just yeah. nice to be able to share that vulnerability and say, this is my worry for you. Yeah. And him be like. No, mum. And he's like, no, we're sweet. Yeah. 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 So he gets to like check in and see how he's feeling. No, that's actually okay. Yeah. 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 And I guess it is like it comes back to how does that feel? I'm so worried about that and plan everything so strategically for him that then when you ask him about it, he's like, no, I feel fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just, you get in your own head, don't you? Mm. I think that's really important to teach your kids. So if, Everything we do comes from love. Like we just we can't go wrong, right? If everything yes. has that undertone of love, then I think we're on the right track. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Oh my god, what a beautiful conversation we have. We have had. We could go all day, couldn't we? We, we could. We could. Thank you so oh, much. One more thing. One yes. more thing that I need to mention is my hashtag is movement brings joy. Oh, so that's I did kind notice of like that actually. I did. Yeah, fundamentally, like that's I. I sort of worked that out when we were doing, you know, the business coaching and um, trying to pinpoint, you know, our target market and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's sort of what's why I do it. It brings joy. I like yes. all those beautiful, empowering words I said before. Like I just, um, just want people to remember that that it's not a burden. It is actual a gift, and you get to feel all the joy that you want to feel. 
Definitely. Mm. That's so beautiful. I when you guys it. listen to this episode, we would love you to take a photo of when you're moving your body and yes. when it brings you joy. And we'd love Use for you to see hashtag. the hashtag. Yep. Movement tag. brings. I think you can tag pages, can't you? You can tag yes. horses and habits change. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That would be beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we sound so like them. Thank you, honestly, so very, very much. This um, has been great. Yeah, definitely. The gifts that you've given us, yes, it has absolutely been gorgeous. We are so thankful for you and your time today. Thank you. My heart feels really full and warm. So thank you for sharing your morning with me and allowing me to, yeah, be passionate about things I love to do. Oh, thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.